Greater Than Zero Percent is a 501c3 nonprofit that's on a mission to share stories of organizations from around the world that are changing lives. We have weekly episodes featuring amazing nonprofits and monthly episodes interviewing top business executives. You can find us at gtzp.org on your preferred streaming or social media platforms. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Alrighty, so thanks everybody for tuning into this episode. Ginger Johnson is a Chief Connecting Officer, and she does a lot of speaking engagements that she's going to get into, but a lot of her passions are around just connection. And so we're going to dive deep into that and into the many other topics that we talked about before we hit the record button. So Ginger, thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate it. Absolutely, Joseph. It's good to see you again, and it's wonderful to be here and contribute. All right. So before we get into it, usually I like to start the interviews with having you share a little bit about your path and your career, um, as much as you want to share, and then why that's a focus of yours right now. Okay. I was born in Oklahoma, not that far <laughs> back, right? <laughs> it was. Yeah. Let's go fast forward a little bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, the path. Woo. Mm. <laughs> the path is a varied one. It has not been a straight one. It's straight. I don't, I don't even know what that is. So I've done a lot of different things. I started right out of college teaching, substitute teaching, middle school teaching. You're welcome for those parents in the room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and in that, I learned, Joseph, that connection and education is my golden thread. The connectivity power of education, whatever it is, whether you're coming to the hardware store and you want this, this thing to fix your whatever, or you want to feel like you belong in a room, or you want to be able to talk with somebody at the bus stop. So everything I've done when I look in my rear view mirror, Joseph has had a tendril to education. Mm -hmm. I'm in the connection zone land universe because when I shifted out of my previous business about Five years ago, then I woke up one day after some discovery and like, oh yeah, human connection. That's what I want to focus on. So it's that big, again, it's that rear view mirror that is like, wow, there's that much stuff in there. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's all, you know, this, everything that got us here has gotten us here. Mm. And it's really important, I think, to reflect and think, well, what have all those connections been so that I have sallied forth down the path to be where I am right now. So I live in Missoula, Montana. It's absolutely stunning. I love it. I'm a dinner party host, which, you know, you're welcome at my table. Anybody listening, <laughs> come knock on the door and like, what's for dinner? <laughs> awesome. So connection, is this similar to what I feel like we hear more so as human connection or is it something completely different and why is it important? Hmm. Well, first yeah. of all, it's important because it's everything. When we feel a sense of belonging with ourselves and then team and then community. It's one model I teach. When we have that groundedness with ourselves, Joseph, as you well know, when we're looking for a cause, we're looking for a cause because of who we are. That's our most authentic connected self. When we feel it, when we can't always explain it, which humans are really hung up on describing, checking the boxes, giving some sort of definition of something, that's not necessarily what connection is. Mm -hmm. Human connection is what we're talking about. It is not networking. They are different things. They're different parts of the iceberg, so to speak. And so, yes, when you're hearing human connection right now, 
that's what we're talking about. H to H as another colleague in the field calls it human to human. Yeah. They're not about B2B. It's always been about H to H. This is brilliant. And it's so yeah. simple. So that's what the conversation is building around more and more, which is fantastic. When I got into human connection about five years ago, there wasn't a lot of chatter on it. Now there's a lot more, which is fantastic and way overdue. Awesome. You mentioned belonging. I, I feel like there's there's some, and, and social media is, is probably perpetuating this. First, how do you define belonging? Let's start there, actually, before mm-hmm. I get to my second part. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, give me 10 questions, Joseph. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> how do I define belonging? You're the first person to ask me that. Yeah. Belonging is the ultimate outcome of intentional connection. To explode that a bit more, when you think about places, spaces, relationships, geographic places, mindset places, if you will, and there's a peace, there's a calm, there's a genuine desire to be there, be part of it, contribute, participate, observe, that's belonging. I have no idea what Merriam-Webster says, nor do I (laughs) fairly respectfully care. In human connection, belonging is the feeling of a really confident, peaceful, frankly, well-loved self so that you can do the things you want to do. Who we are is the most important thing, Joseph. So you ask like, why is this important? The B will always trump the what. The who is more important than the do, as I like to say. So if you're in, if you're CSR, if you're CSO, whatever you're doing and and you've got a vision, you've got a mission, you want to accomplish something, whether you're you're leading the charge, you're bringing up the rear, you're in the middle of the pack, wherever, all of those components are part of connection because we're all looking for a different way and spot and idea of what connection is to us. So there's no one definition. This is not just a sauce that you buy off the shelf or even make in your own kitchen. It's your own recipe. Your ingredients are purely yours. So I would define it as there's a calm, there's a peace, there's a meaning in feeling that who you are in that moment is something you want to perpetuate that is belonging. And do you see belonging as more personal versus like belonging to a group? Or, or, or how would you differentiate those? <laughs> yeah, great question. It's not a versus. It's not a contest. Connecting isn't a contest. It's not a quantity game. It's not a volume. It's not networking. It's not. It's it's not a scorekeep. It is about. It's. It's, it's about thinking like, where are we right now? Where do we want to be? So, I mean, I, I, I'm going to keep circling back to those same yeah, points, yeah, right? Yeah. Because that the power of connection is belonging, period. End of sentence. And what matters is not necessarily what we're pursuing or we're doing. Right. Really capable people walk around the planet, rolling around, crawling around in all kinds of modalities. So the bigger think is, well, who do I want to be? And therefore, where do I want to belong? Is belonging as a person, is feeling that self-belonging necessary before we externally belong? I think yeah. I think so. Because if we're if we're feeling yes, then we're giving yes. If we're feeling unsure, uncertain, if it's a if it's a shove, a should or a have to, 
if there's any guilt, if there's any feeling of this is what I'm supposed to be doing, it's not coming from you, then we need to rethink that. I think about it, I think of a lot of concepts, Joseph, in concentric circles. Uh, yep. You can think of it as a target if you like. I think of it as ripples. So one of these ripples is connection is self-team community. You can also think of it as self-neighborhood environment. You can think about it as self-purpose and execution. You can think about it lots of ways. In the center always is us and who we are. And to be really clear for everybody listening or watching, there's a difference between being self-absorbed and self-interested. I think self-interested, there's there's preservation in there. There's a, con there's a confidence. There's a boundary of what you're not willing to let in right. for the positive. And that, as you and I both know, that helps keep a lot of the the boogies away because once we're really confident with who we are and we're willing to protect that, then that those ripples become stronger and more meaningful and more impactful. Yeah. Now, one of my questions was going to be self team community, why this order, but I think you already, you, you, you addressed it. Could, could this application, this could be a very specific application because I'm, I'm an, an I'd say new dad, but we have two kids under two. How would this apply in a family dynamic? Um, <laughs> and, and how do you, because like, I, in, in, in this is like opinion, right? So my experience, I, I, I have a wife, Corey, we have two kids, two daughters under two. A lot of times, a lot of the responsibilities tend to fall on the mom, if there's a mom in, in the picture, right? And so what could happen is self will come after like kids or newborns. And is this, is this a, a framework that could be applied to like a parent at all? Or I'm just curious as if that's been a question or a topic to, to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> you are the first person to be willing to wade into that water. <laughs> and I'm really, really glad you asked this question. Yeah. Connection is a choice. Connection is a choice. The choices we make to connect with ourselves and then the other people in our life is still 100% our choice. Blood yeah. nor a legal document is thicker than our own connection with self. To say it another way, we better be really clear on who we are before we connect with other people. And then when we're in those connections, when we're living those relationships, because that's a manifestation of a connections relationship, we still need to put ourselves first. Think about it this way. Years ago, I heard, I was at the NRA, the National Restaurant Association speaking, and a high up VP in the McDonald's brand spoke and what she shared stopped the room, Joseph. And it was so true. It was so true. She said, look, she said, there's no way I can take care of other people. There's no way unless I take care of myself first, because the only way that we don't take care of ourselves and other first, and then look at other people first is it's this depletion. The battery goes down and down and down. The fuel gets right. depleted, 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 and there's no more. This is connection is not about being a martyr. It's never about being so, frankly, selfish that you think yeah. somebody else comes first. Now, I get this. Another human is literally relying on you and your wife. It's going to be the choice of you and your spouse to decide. So, yeah, it might conventionally be one way, but that doesn't mean that it has to be. That's a choice for your partnership. So if we think of connections as partnerships, 
then how does that change how we think about it? If there's a lopsided partnership, it doesn't matter which who's in the role. What yep. matters is what's being taken care of and what is that connection to fortify? Because to me, the best relationships are teeter-totters, Joseph. You know, they, they, they go up one time and then they go this way and, 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 and there's a flex, there's an elasticity when right. they are the right partnership. So that's going to be up to you and your wife. I'm not a marriage counselor. <laughs> I'm not more accredited. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I just always thought about that application of, of like prioritization is sometimes how I explain it of like yeah. self. Yeah, we others, need to be careful of some of those words. Yeah. And, yeah. and family's a funny thing. Everybody has some walk in their family. So I want to give everybody a universal permission slip. My magic wand's over on the other side of the room right now. <laughs> give yourself the permission slip to pause and say, is this relationship serving so that I can live my best life? Start there. That's going to scare yep. the pants off of some people. And it's going to be incredibly liberating for mm -hmm. other people. There's a big merry middle that once we start asking ourselves that question, we get better, stronger at the muscle of connection so that we become better partners. So we yep. become clear. Communication is amplified. Attraction for business is amplified. Retent, like all these outcomes, so to speak, that really starts to take off when we are first clear with who we are. Awesome. All right. Thanks for going on that tangent with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So is, is a part of what you do, you're teaching people how and why to connect on purpose with purpose. I, I'd love to, to dissect the with purpose portion of that statement, because I feel like on purpose, the intentionality we, we've, we've touched a lot on initially. So with purpose, how, let's, let's, how do you mean by with purpose? Sure. So just like the subtitle of my book, The Connectivity Canon is how to how and why to connect with purpose on purpose, which I think is where you getting that. Yep. <laughs> The with purpose sets the stage, excuse me, the on purpose sets the stage for with purpose. So the first part with the on purpose, purpose trumps passion. Some people don't want to hear that. I'm not real concerned about that. What I'm concerned about is that we think about what is our purpose more than our passion. Passion can fuel purpose, but without purpose, passion is one dimensional and it will fizzle out. It might not last. If we're thinking about a mission driven life, if we're thinking about why we want to be part of something, why we want to belong and support something, any kind of thing, then I encourage everybody to first think about your purpose. What is your purpose in being engaged? I mean, think about it, Joseph. Say that we have the International Charitable Lilac Association. And so we give away lilac bushes across the world because when we plant a lilac, we perpetuate a hedge, tra -la -tra, you know, la di la di la which right. actually, maybe that already exists. Yeah, <laughs> we, <laughs> maybe. Why do we want to be, why do we want people to be part of that, Joseph, to progress our mission of giving away lilac plants? Well, we better be pretty clear on that. Otherwise, it's just another plant in a bucket. And so what? Nobody's going to take care of it. It's going to die. And then the mission is not accomplished. If we think, because we know, like, look, a lilac, it's a fast growing plant. It provides oxygen. It cleans the air. It's beautiful. The smell is great. And we have all these things that drive our purpose of bringing a great plant to more people so that the world is healthier. Ah, that's different than you and I saying, oh, boy, I love lilacs. No. There's a huge difference. So then we go into, there, we got that purpose. That's the on purpose. So then we take that purpose. The with purpose is... That's our mighty sword. That is what we bring to bear every day. This is my purpose. I'm bringing my purpose with me. I think this is why, Joseph, that when we are in something that doesn't have a purpose, when the mission is muddy, 
when the vision is unclear, when we don't know, we feel like it's a waste of time. Here's the shoulds and the have tos coming in the door. It's like the sneeches. Like, wait a minute, I don't have a star. Do I want to have a star? Should I have a star? Maybe I don't want to have a star. It, we want to think about what is that purpose and how are we bringing that to bear? That is what I mean with purpose. Because if we wake up yeah. and like, why am I doing this? And our purpose doesn't immediately come to mind, then it's really time to rethink it. Yeah. Do you, have you, in your experience, seen purposes developed mainly influenced by external factors in people mm -hmm. or coming from like within somebody mm -hmm. <laughs> or a mixture of both? And yeah. there's probably not, a, there's not an exact framework, but I'm wondering if there's any trends that you've seen. Right. Yeah. You're asking fantastic questions. <laughs> this is great. So I think a, a visual I can share is if you think about, and our mighty listener, when you think about the people you know, and you can conjure up somebody who is really fired up about what they quote do, chances are good, chances are high, that they have a purpose in it. Right. They're, they're out to truly accomplish something that improves, that betters, that moves whatever needle they wanna to move towards the positive. We also probably all know people who get up and do the thing that aren't driven, or they feel like, ugh, I'm trapped, or it's a good job, or it's safe. Careful of those words, friends. <laughs> and where is the mission? Where is the purpose in that? To what end? I don't ever want to be that person. And that can lead to a lot of discomfort. That can lead to a lot of frustration, fear, anger. And those are all totally legitimate and we need to work through those. We don't, we don't, shouldn't squash them. We squash them, they just fester. There's a difference in knowing that there's a purpose to what you're doing and therefore you're going to stay the course. You know this. So think of how many great, I think there's, infinite missions going on across the globe right now, because there's somebody who has a vision, like what can the world look like with this purpose actually in action? Right. That's what true connection is. That connection is a belonging with the purpose. So bring that figure, figure your way forward. And when I say that, that does not ever mean you have to do it by yourself. Yep. There's always going to be at least one other person out of the 8 billion other humans on the planet who probably wants to get on board with that. Right, right. In the example you provided of having a job that's safe as being a cautionary statement, have you helped anybody or seen anybody go through kind of a transformation and maybe see that job as a means to an end of an alternative purpose and stick with it and then have a new sense of yes. passion for their job all of a sudden, you know, yes. versus just saying I'm quitting. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. Joseph. And you're right. This is none of this is about being flippant. All right. of this is about being clear. So yes, I have had the ultimate joy and pleasure of helping set a stage in a room, speeches, workshops, retreats, advances, programs with clients. Yeah, I definitely, there's some big darn light bulbs that go off yep. and, or turn on rather. And there'll be moments where what happens in these magic, and I can think of half a dozen when you ask that question, those are the moments when I know I'm living my purpose mm -hmm. because I'll look at, I'll look around the room. I think of a keynote I was giving, I don't know, five years ago. It was in Louisville, Kentucky, in the USA. And I'm looking around the room and I had wrapped up 
the part of the talk, which was on why and mindset. It's chapter four. It's a big part of the canon. It's something I teach to. It's all about purpose. And I look around the room because there's this big pause. It's part of my craft, you know, until you find the moments to let people absorb, let them take it in. This is powerful. And there are definitely eyeballs that are floating. And there are people looking at me and they are, and I can tell they're looking at me, Joseph, at the same time, they have had a really, really deep personal breakthrough. I even had one in a, in a recent keynote. It was in a, I, it might've been an online keynote. It might've been in person. I don't remember right now that I got through that part of it again and giving people grace and space. Like my purpose is to make sure they feel that's when the word safety is appropriate to make sure they feel safe, that they can be who they want and feel what's possible. And one woman was looking at me and her eyeballs were floating. And when I, I think, you know what I mean, but it, like people were really, they're choking up because they're feeling incredibly emotional and, and it's really at the surface. And she mouthed, I can feel this even just sharing this story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, goosebumps. <laughs> she mouthed, thank you to me. Yeah. And I, of course, was the only one in the room who could see it. And I'm like, yeah. When we, A, if, if we are somebody who will give somebody grace and space, that safety, so they can know that they are fabulous as who they are, and that if they want to grow, to continue to increase that fabulousness, the whole universe is conspiring for us. God, universe, whatever you want to call it. And if we stay in a place of safety, which is not growth, which is not geographically, emotionally, metaphorically, a place where we can progress as humans, then safety is a bad thing. Wow. Is safety just familiarity, Joseph? That's the, the word I trot out there too. Is it familiar or is it, or is it truly like, is it growth safe or familiar safe? Okay. Big difference. That yeah. good job that we usually air quote around, like I just did. Yeah. Well, what's good about it? If it if it doesn't feed your soul, if it doesn't move yourself, move you to your own mission and your own purpose and your own connection, that I don't, I don't, I, I got a question over in the corner here. What's good about that? Right. All right. Okay. That's great. Thank <laughs> you for that. Those yeah. are big moments. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So we, I, I have additional notes here. And, and as we mentioned before we started recording, a lot of our audience are have been people that we've interviewed guests of leaders of nonprofits, mm -hmm. some leaders in the for-profit space, people that are looking for organizations to, to engage with. And yeah. one of the topics you and I were just chatting about was the whole tax status in 501c3 process. And we went through this ourselves. Mm -hmm. But kind of the question is, why is something like that required in your opinion? Like why is a 51 c obviously there's like, you get certain grants that you don't have access to without 51 c 3 status, but I'm curious to see like your thoughts on tax status and 51 c 3 requirement and the impact of the organization. Can they do more or less? Are they constrained or not constrained by having a 51 c 3 and not having a 51 c 3 I just love your opinion on it. <laughs> All right. So since we've talked about this in the past, I appreciate you generously <laughs> coming back into this conversation. I am a for-profit company, so I cannot literally speak to what is involved 
for an, any kind of nonprofit, 501c3, c6, whatever you are. My concern around the conversation of people trotting out nonprofit before they talk about what's really going on is that it becomes, it can become a crutch. You, you, I don't, you know, you and I don't start a conversation, Joseph, with, are you a for-profit or nonprofit? That's not a why in the road. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so yep. I, I think there's, there's yeah. no requirement yeah. to have a mission-driven organization of any size, make, model, purpose to be any kind of tax status other than you want it to. Now, there are some distinct advantages tax advantages. I think that's the purpose. I, I, I think that that was the original inception. Again, I'm not an accountant. I'm not a CPA. No. The, the original inception of let's give some advantage to missions that really do move our world forward. I, wow, that's gold because I'll be really blunt about it. Sometimes it chaps my hide that I'm not eligible for some of that stuff and I'm very yeah. mission driven. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste my energy on that because I've chosen my, I mean, I could have chosen to be a, a 501c, whatever. I chose not to be because I want to keep my business, my business. Yeah. I am absolutely vision and mission driven. I want to connect the world and I have my own ways of doing it. That doesn't invalidate or make anybody right. else's nonprofit better. So if you're in the CEO, CSR, whatever headspace you're in, and you're thinking about this, I invite you with my whole being, my whole heart, to think about how you talk about your organization. Yeah. Because if you're bringing nonprofit up first, I strongly ask you why. What the blank does that matter? It doesn't. Because if you're doing great work and there is a mission and there is a vision, then that's where marketing which is a fundamentally essential piece of any organization to progress, to do the work, to accomplish towards the vision, then that's where that comes in. It's not about our tax status. It's about what are we really doing to bring this mission to life? For the record, I, and I know there's a lot of colleagues I have, especially in the speaking world and different areas of the world that I've occupied, like I designate a certain number of pro bonos and low bonos every year. I wanna give. And mama likes to eat. I'm the breadwinner. Yeah. We must make money to sustain the mission, as one of my right. previous coaches said. If we are crutching out on like, oh, we're just a nonprofit. Oh, that makes me cringe. I really, those, that really, that makes me sad, Joseph. Because if yeah. that's the mantra in the organization, you're never gonna, you're never gonna fly like you can. Yeah. Like, doesn't matter. What matters is we're doing good work. Let's talk about that. If somebody asks about our taxes, well, then let's talk about it. But frankly, most of the time, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, that, 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 this, I think this is a really great conversation because because I've I've spoken with people who are interested in starting a nonprofit, and so yeah, I think this conversation will be really relevant. Is is yes. to having them reflect yes, on I, why, like why yes. do you feel you need tax exemption status? Is not right. having it going to prevent you from accomplishing right. your goal? Yeah. Not? Yeah. 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 Those are better questions. Like what is the organization? What is the business you're creating? Because let's be really clear. Anybody who opens up has a tax number. They are a business. And that's a good word. When people say, oh, I don't want to do corporate. I'm like, well, you might want to rethink that because I hope you're incorporated. <laughs> there's a lot yes. of protection there. There's a lot of advantages. There's a lot of knowledge. If you're going to run a successful entity so that you can live out your mission, then that's, that should be the, I, I think that's the right focus. Yeah. If I don't make any yeah. money, there's no mission that I can accomplish. 
Yeah, I think just the perception of the, the term nonprofit yes. and 501c3 yes. has has, has yes. probably taken a, 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 a turn that maybe the initial thought process of establishing that yeah. did not think of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then right. it starts yeah. to dilute the magic of what is that purpose. I mean, the American Red yeah. Cross, they're not talking about the fact they're nonprofit. Like, who cares? They're in the business of saving lives. Boom. End of, and like, there's no question to that. <laughs> <laughs> So awesome. thank you for asking that question. Yeah, I, I, no, this is like great. You just, it, it is one that we need to think about. And it's one that all businesses need to think about. Why are you whatever? In fact, before I started my own first business 20 some years ago, the little pillow company, I contacted a handful of people I respected. My sister was already in business and my friend Dave, who has a concrete coatings company, my friend Barb, who is a real estate agent, like what kind of business did you choose and tell me why? So yeah. if the CEOs and the CSRs of the world and anybody aspiring in that direction are thinking about that, then ask those questions. Talk to people who have already established something. Lori Zoskraska, your friend and mine. You know, there's mm -hmm. a reason she's chosen the, the kind of business she is, the, the technical tax status of business, S Corp, C Corp, whatever. Those I still have, I printed out some of those emails and this was 20 some years ago. <laughs> I printed those out because I still go back to those. And I think, what was the purpose of those people's endeavors? And therefore, why did they choose the business entity they chose? That was right. way more helpful for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that before we leave this, I think it's really important, Joseph, for CEOs and anybody in a C-suite, anybody in any kind of leadership role, that they're very transparent throughout the organization. And what is the purpose of this organization? Yeah. If it is to answer the shareholders, fine, be transparent, because that inherently isn't the devil. Like what, what happens on the way to that? They, yeah. the, it's, it's You and I both know this. It's much, much bigger picture than one label. None of this is monolithic. It's all a salad. It's not a melting pot but it's one heck of a salad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know how it's already 30 minutes, but there's still two questions. <laughs> there's still two questions I want to ask. So we're going to have to go a little bit over. So we, we were talking about, so listeners that are considering and wanting to get involved in, in an organization, whether it be a for-profit or nonprofit, what have you, obviously our platform, we, we interview a lot of nonprofits and organizations and share the work that they're doing. We, we mentioned the, in, the, the reason for people wanting to get engaged and, and making sure that we reflect on like, why are we feeling compelled to give back? And you mentioned have to's and shoulds. And can yes. you explain have to's and shoulds yes. a bit? <laughs> yes. yes. In when I wrote the Canon, I wrote the Canon for two reasons. It's my book. People can get it on my website. It, when I wrote the Canon, I wanted to be really clear on what I was teaching Joseph and something that rose to the surface pretty quickly was that connection is about get to's, want to's. Networking is the have to's, the shoulds, that guilt to use your word, pre-show recording, the, the feeling that we're supposed to. There's a whole bunch of hot words that fit onto those, those have to's, disappointment, expectation. And I've got flip words to that. In fact, when people subscribe to my newsletter, they get a whole words to use and words to purge. If anybody wants mm -hmm. that, they can go to my website and get that. But the have to's and the should's, those are dangerous. When I brought up the sneeches, which I'm sure you're familiar with this as a dad, <laughs> yeah. this is classic. This is a, this is a book about connection, y'all. It's not about whether <laughs> there's a star on there or not. When we are in the connector's mindset, we are in the mindset of get to and want to. And this is something I absolutely teach C-suite leaders, teams talk about what is the connector's mindset. And the connector's mindset is very simple. It's POW. It's positive, objective, and willing. 
when we are in that framework, Joseph, of positive, objective, and willing, we are absolutely fully engaged in our mission because we're choosing to be positive. If we're choosing to be positive, we literally can't be negative or anything else. We're going to be positive. We're going to find the way. That's mission right there, right? That's organizational leadership, brilliance, vision. When we are objective, we're suspending judgment. It's not about, well, that won't work because it didn't work last time. Well, that was last time. And maybe it didn't turn out how we wanted it to. So let's suspend judgment and let's figure this out. Objectivity is where belonging starts to grow. It's where judgment drops off. It's where diversity really flourishes, inclusion flourishes, because we can't have, there's, there's a whole new conversation around belonging and inclusion. Maybe you've seen that. We'll, we'll put a pin in that for later. Yeah. So that positive objective and then willing. If you are a willing leader, if you are a willing follower, those are both very, very key roles. One is not better than the other. Then we are in the connector's mindset of get to, want to. The have to's and the should start to fall away because what really happens, Joseph, is we get into the curiosity mindset. I call it hyper curious. One of my great favorite clients, his name is Mitch. He's a school superintendent in the middle of the fantastic state of Nebraska. And he loves hyper curious. We work on that with his team. Because if the team wants to come together, any team, whether it's 3,000, 3, 300, 30, 30 million, when we start asking questions, we're more thoughtful, we're more open, we're more curious, we're innovative, we're creative, we're profitable. Every organization needs some sort of money coming in, the revenue, the profit, whatever you want to call it for your tax status. So that connector's mindset really helps banish the shoulds and have tos. It helps bolster our own confidence too, Joseph, because if we realize that we get one ride and it's ours to make it what we want, and you want this for your girls, you want this for your wife, you want this for yourself, you want this for your team, the organizations you're so generously supporting. When we live in that, that mindset of possibility, which is what positive objective and willing is, then we do the thing. That is mission accomplished. All right. Well, what did we miss? <laughs> Is there anything you want to like, first of all, if people that are listening want to, to learn more about you and, and, and obviously we're going to be sharing everything, where can they find you? <laughs> Gingerjohnson.com. That's the center of the, the start. I'm also very active on LinkedIn at gingerjohnson.com, G-I-N-G-E-R-J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com. It's where you can get the newsletter. You can get the book. You can read some of the, the articles, the blogs. That that's You can inquire if you're looking for a speaker, somebody to help inspire and tr truly with meaning. You can go there. So that's that's where we start. I, I saw that you have a Calendly embedded on your website. Is that for the dinner parties or is that just for a call? <laughs> do you have a Calendly dinner party? Yes, <laughs> suggested that. Yes. When would you like your reservation, sir? <laughs> that, yeah. that is for people who are genuinely, seriously interested. Um, people who want to talk about how we work together so that their teams have a sense of belonging, so that their audiences walk away from quote, another keynote and think, dang, that was great. I am really glad I was in the room. We operate very differently than a lot of speakers. That is not a judgment. It's simply the way we've chosen. We go deeper on connection. We make sure that it feels very relationship-based, that it's not only transactional. And, and there's a lot of different methodologies. So the Kelly, if you're truly interested in talking about what it looks like to work together, please go ahead, choose a time. If you want a dinner party, Put that in the notes. <laughs> Got it. Anything else that we missed or that you want to share with us before we wrap it up here? I think a great way to wrap up is to keep in mind that connecting is simple. 
connecting is simple. It's not just one of the keynotes I deliver or the material I teach. I believe it fundamentally, Joseph. When we're in that space that we focus on the beauty of simplicity, simplicity, mm, I think that's royalty. Simplicity and connecting involves three very straightforward elements. Number one is we need to start. We need to start connecting. We need to focus on connection and our purpose. Number two, simplify. Simplicity needs simplification. Decomplicate, get the gunk out. It, it, like uncomplicated. Humans love to make things busy and complicated and complex. Like, Argh! no, there's a difference between having many layers out of necessity or need. There's a lot of stuff we can get rid of. I mean, think of right. old engines. We could fix old engines on cars. Now it's such a miasma of confusion. Like, I'm not touching that thing. So we start, we keep it simple and we have fun. I think fun, Joseph, is critical. It's We know scientifically, the research shows that fun and play and all those things that help us feel better, help us do better. Yeah. So in this mission-driven world that you are so generously sharing and promoting, that fun goes a long way. It's not ancillary. It's not extra. It's true. I think fun is fundamental. So we'll put the yep. pin in that, keep it simple, focus on the simplicity of connection, one human at a time, one interaction, one relationship at a time. Make that your mission, my friends. That that will get you there. All right. Well, Ginger, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it as well, you giving it to us. And we're, we're, we're honored and happy to share this conversation and this story and your work. It, it, it's, it can bring huge impact to people. So folks, if you're listening and, and want to learn more, there are links somewhere where I don't know where to point, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be in the show notes. So Ginger, thank you again so much. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll talk soon. Yes. Thank you, Joseph. I'm waiting for you to come to dinner. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greater Than Zero Percent. To find more episodes or to have your organization featured on the podcast, you can find us at gtzp.org on your preferred streaming or social media platforms. Find your cause with greater than 0%.